Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. This is The Athletic Football Show. Welcome to The Athletic Football Show. Today's Friday, June 24th. I'm Robert Mays. Joining me today is my good friend, Nate Tice. Nate, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Ready to shoot from the hip a little bit. But the uh, <laughs> no, but doing well. Get a, got a nice dinner plan tonight, so I'm pretty fine. Ooh, where are you going? Yeah. Going back to Almafi. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just, I can't. My parents, like I said, have moved here, and they're like, well, we got to go. And so there's Have no they not been since. yet? Uh, they've been, but they haven't been since they moved here. So okay, like, okay, but, okay. So it's been some time, but yeah, I think this will only be their third time there, maybe. But <laughs> we go a lot. It's such a good so. Spot. I'm off, for the people who don't know, it's the Bobby Flay restaurant in the in Caesars in Vegas, yep. and uh, it's very good. The last time yep. we went there was during Super Bowl or during Draft Week. Draft and Week. Ate way too much food. Oh, like so much way, fun. way too much food. And you're you you're smart. You sit center. And so you can reach everything. You're. I know what the fuck I'm doing. I man. know you do. I always forget the the <laughs> former fat kid in you. Like that. that You've just, seen me order food at a restaurant. It's it's the most. I mean, this is a compliment. It's the most at ease I've ever seen you. Most like confident I've ever seen you. It is the thing I'm best food. at. Yeah, ordering food at a restaurant and eating it is the thing that I'm best at. <laughs> I it's it's so, it's very important to me. Eating is a full contact sport. It is a deeply important yep. thing yep. to me. We went to Virtue yesterday in Hyde Park in Chicago. It's a very, very good restaurant, which is really, really good Southern food. They're, the chef just won the James Beard Award for uh, Great Lakes. And the okay. uh, chef de cuisine was just on Top Chef. And we just went ham. I just, just ordered so many things. And then they brought out just a massive bowl of banana pudding at the end. And oh, I, ate, I ate most of it. Especially it Southern was, food, too. You probably I love well. banana pudding. It's like okay. one of my favorite desserts of all time because I love whipped cream and I love cookies. So yeah. the Nilla wafers plus the whipped cream plus banana pudding. Texturally, it's just everything I want. Just and it's just, like. it's very, I like sweet desserts. So many, it hits, checks so many boxes. And their mac and cheese is like literally the best mac and cheese I've ever eaten. It's cornbread and blackened catfish. And it just, I so this is still full. Telling me still full 24 hours noon. later. Slept until noon today probably. I was, I was feeling it this morning. I was definitely feeling it this morning. Typically we save those sorts of meals for the weekend, but I have yeah. a friend in town from LA. So we went with him and his girlfriend, with me and my fiance, and it was just a fantastic meal. But that's awesome. We uh we're doing a, something a little bit different today. We were gonna do the offensive lessons, but Deontay is sick, and yes. we really want him to do it with us. Yes. So we're gonna do it next week instead. So we're pivoting to just deep off-season content here, right? <laughs> this is a June twenty-fourth show, if there ever was one. Uh-huh. We're gonna do some moves we want to see before. Let's say week one, before the season starts, just the last few moves we want to see some teams make, whether they're veteran free agent signings, a couple trades we want to throw out. If there's something I love as much as food and restaurants, it's fake trades. 
So this show is right in my sweet spot, especially at this time in the calendar. I said there was catnip in the in the pre-show. <laughs> it is. This is your favorite. This is awesome. I know. I knew you're geeked up once you you started talking because we we're like, okay, we well, can talk about this, and I could hear you get more and more excited once you realize this could be an idea. You're like, oh, and then we can talk about that. We can talk about that. I was like, okay, let's do it. Well, <laughs> let's go just, for it. What I love digging around. <laughs> The contract pages, and you look at just the free agent tracker for like twenty three and twenty four. It's like, ooh, who could be on the move? Yeah. For example, a, a move that I love, just value the dice roll, understanding why somebody like that might be available. The Falcons trade for Brian Edwards to me is like a perfect example yeah. of this, where you're looking at a guy who's got a couple cheap years left on his deal. He's been a useful NFL player. New front office. They go make the splashy Devontae Adams move. It's like, why not? Like what, we're going to give up a fifth round pick for this guy who can actually play yeah. and just see if we can get something out of him. So I, I like when teams just see that stuff on the horizon and try to make moves associated with that. So I've got a couple of those, a couple that are a little bit more obvious. None of this is necessarily rooted in reality. Uh, I have not had enough time to make phone calls or have conversations about any of these. So some of them could just be totally out of left field and never yeah. within the realm of possibility. But these are moves we want to see, yeah. not necessarily moves we expect to see which gives us some nice covering fire with how realistic great. they are. And I'll, I'll, my caveat is that some are broad stroke and some are very like almost too narrow. Like it's very, 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 very specific. So I can just go, oh yeah, it's a shot in the dark. So yeah, I could, I could talk out both, any side of my mouth, not even both sides, any side of my mouth. Of this. What's your first one? Oh God. Uh, we'll go with, I would like, I'm going to start with a trade. I have two trades, but the rest are more free agent, kind of like veteran signings, I think is a good way to put it. I would like to see the Eagles trade for one of the uh, the Browns running backs, that's not Nick Chubb. So either Kareem Hunt or Dearness Johnson. Interesting. I also was looking at this because I was looking at running back depth charts and behind Miles Sanders, they have Kenneth Gainwell and yeah. Boston Scott. And so I don't know how much they like them, but that was one of the ones that jumped out to me as well because I was trying to send Kareem Hunt somewhere. Me too. And that's, I, it was probably the, like the, 14th team i kind of was like looking like oh, man, but it makes sense andrew barry coming from he was an eagles guy yeah so you got yep. they, they know there. each other's information i would assume yep so i'm gonna i'm gonna act like it's kareem hunt that's the trade object although deanders johnson who was your guy when we did the free agency like under the radar kind of guy for running backs like you look at his efficiency numbers this guy was off the charts he was like, really good running the ball last yeah, year he was and yeah kind of a little more i'm, I'm gonna watch the browns run game next week so i'm pretty excited but the Let's say Kareem Hunt here. They drafted Jerome Ford, so they have a little more depth. I like Miles Sanders. I think him and Kareem Hunt would be actually a really nice kind of one-two punch, just kind of skill set. Uh, Miles likes to bounce things. He's gotten better, but Kareem's got a little more in between the tackles. Kareem can kind of do everything, which is kind of fun for him. Uh, but you know which uh, the best running back since 2020, the highest success rate in shotgun runs is Kareem Hunt. That's a nice little nugget. Look at you go. I know. And Jalen Hurts was the QB. He was the fourth highest in shotgun percentage. The Eagles were fourth highest in shotgun percentage in 2021. I like that I, a lot. That's really I, interesting. A little synergy there. So, yeah, that's my first one. That's why I wanted to start off because it's all downhill from here. <laughs> I like that one. That's I because yeah. Cremont was somebody I was trying to send somewhere. Somewhere. And it's hard to find rosters where a running back who's going to make multiple millions of dollars is yes. justifiable. Yep. And so there just aren't that many spots where it's such a glaring need or – you have a team that they're not in the mood to spend money. The Falcons aren't going to go trade for Kareem Hunt right now, even yeah. though they probably need some help at right. running back. So there just weren't that many teams on the list. The other team I was thinking about was, and I know they just drafted Rashad White, but he's a rookie. 
you know, who knows? Do the Bucks maybe think about another running back somewhere? Right. But it's very possible that they look at Fournette and White and say, we're ready to roll. We don't need yeah. anything else. And then whatever they get from Gio Bernard, I don't, I'm assuming they, they're not expecting a lot. So That's why I like Rashad White because he's such a good receiver. So I'm like, that's that, kinda, that, yeah, but that, that, and that's why it just doesn't make total sense. Because, but a lot of teams have at least one guy, two guys. The Bills have James Cook now. Like There's yep. just so many teams where they've checked that box and they don't really need more help at that position. There's one other team, but I have another way I'm filling it. So we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> All right. I'm swinging for the fence here. Yeah. I want the Ravens to trade for Terry McLaurin. Wow. That would be actually be awesome. I, so I it is not in – I have McLaurin or Metcalf. So okay. I don't think this happens for multiple different reasons. I don't think Washington or the Seahawks is that incentivized to trade either one of those guys because right. they're both very good players. Mm-hmm. I would want them on my team. I think the Ravens have shown us that they aren't in the market of valuing receivers that highly or wanting to pay a receiver because they just traded Hollywood Brown for a first-round pick. I think Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf are much better players than Hollywood Brown. Yes. But I would just – because you look at some of these other moves, like, oh, could they go sign Will Fuller? Sure. Could they go get one of those kind of cheaper free agents? Absolutely, they could. But the Ravens are in a spot where a team like the Packers isn't. They have $50 million in cap space next year, potentially. And you have to earmark a good chunk of that for whatever Lamar is going to make. But they could make a splashy move like this and fit somebody under their cap and into their plans more easily than some of these other borderline contenders. Again, I don't think this happens. I don't think either side is that interested in making it happen. But it's something I would want to see. Because just dropping a real player on there rather than some patchwork solution would yeah. be much more interesting to me as it relates to their 2022 outlook, what this offense could look like, what mm-hmm. Lamar needs, all of that stuff. And I understand that Washington wants to get a deal done. I assume the Seahawks want to get a deal done. If they're going to try to trade for Baker, that's another indication that they're not trying to lose a bunch of games and they aren't selling off pieces. But we've seen how fast this stuff can happen. Yeah. I mean, Mike Vrabel said that A.J. Brown was going to be in Tennessee as long as he was in Tennessee, and then two weeks later, A.J. Brown was an eagle. So I would at least pick up the phone if I were Baltimore and ask what it would take to get one of those guys. I mean, I would love that stylistic fit because <laughs> Terry can burn and he can, he's yes. a blocker. Like, he fit well with uh, with Bateman and Andrews. Like, yeah, I mean, I would freaking love that. I like that one. That was fun. Yeah, that's a fun one. I I do have the rate. I'll just kind of get it out of the way because it'll take me 30 seconds. I do have, like, I said just somebody signed Will Fuller. And I said Ravens, Chargers, somebody, somebody that needs some speed. But yeah. Like, that's that was just, that's another one of mine. But, yeah, that's tying in. I, I want, it's it's like for the Ravens, it's like, yes, I wanted to add to the receiver room. But I want it to make sense. Just don't sign some old vet, like, just because to fill body. You know, I, I want someone to make sense for what their offense I think they need. Uh, but. Terry is an awesome one. I like that one a lot. I While we're on the DK Metcalf thing, I wanted yeah. to ask you just out of curiosity, where do you want to see Baker go? What do you is the most interesting or fun ending for where he lands this year? Oh, man. I think the part of me wants to go to the Panthers because I think that would just be hilarious. But like, I, I think that's where I'm landing as well for pretty yeah. much the same reason. I think that would just be the best, most entertaining. I think and just I he it would truly be his offense. <laughs> I mean, you can't really complain anything else on that. I mean, the Seahawks one that kind of makes sense, but it, I don't know. I don't know. But I think the Panthers would be where my my answer would be. It makes sense for the Seahawks just from the perspective of they want to compete, yeah. and that's why I always expected them to be sniffing around it. something like this because 
they're they're just not built to tear it down. Like walking into the season with Geno Smith and Drew Locke was always hard for me to imagine from that perspective. So I can understand why they would want to do it. But Baker gets dropped. Baker is not a terrible quarterback. I no. think it's important to remember this. He is not a good quarterback, but he is not a terrible quarterback. Sam Darnold has been yes. the worst quarterback in the NFL statistically yes. during his time as a starter. It's not all of this potential that we've ascribed to Sam Darnold because he was a top five pick and he came into the league pretty young. Eventually that runs out. Yeah. Sam Darnold has been very, very bad whenever he has played football in the NFL. Baker has been up and down, but Baker's baseline is higher than Sam Darnold's. And he's had some highs. Yes. He's been, (laughs) there have been moments where it's like, okay, that guy can play a little bit. Yeah. You put him in an offense with those receivers, an offensive line that I think is much better. We'll see what happens with Ben McAdoo, but it's not a horrendous situation. The the yeah. Panthers offense could be functional with Baker yeah. Mayfield if they make that move. If I'm Matt Rule, I think it's in my best interest if I want to keep my job to have Baker Mayfield be my quarterback and not some combination of Sam Darnold and Matt Corral. Yeah, and it's an easier sell to like get more a couple more years. Like, hey, we just got this guy. What's what's hey, what's putting the whole offense for? They do the that every season. year now. I know it's the best. Uh, they, they, he's figured it out. He's gamed the system <laughs> for now. <laughs> Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. What's your next one? Oh, I got two good Robert Mays segues here. So I'm like trying to figure out, <laughs> figure out the best one to go down. I'm going to go uh, with my receiver trade. This is my other trade that I threw out here. And it's actually with the Panthers, uh, but it's they're the senders here. And that's Robbie Anderson. I was who has, as well. Yeah. Who has kind of made it known. Robbie. I think Robbie's one of those guys is like Manny Ramirez where it's like Robbie's Robbie. Like he kind of <laughs> just, that's, that's kind of man. That's Manny. Um, but the one team that I really looked at that made sense for me, uh, Ravens was another good one. I actually went with the saints, even though it's an in-division trade. So that'll probably never happen. I kind of liked it as far as who they need at receiver. I know they drafted Chris Olave. We have no idea what's going on with Michael Thomas. I've been watching a little saints offense this week. I think this guy, I think Robbie Anderson would be great for him. Cause he's a yak guy. Um, his best stuff mm-hmm. from the inside kind of slants from the slot. Which Olave is not. You know, yes. for as much juice as Olave brings, that is not what he gives you at all. He's just a true route runner. Yeah, like Olave's, yeah, they're different. Yeah, totally different types of guys, actually. And they both go inside and out. Yeah, but that's, I felt, and neither is Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is slant boy. <laughs> like he, he's, he gets open, but then he goes down like that. So get a guy that can create something after the catch. Um, I think, you know, in a pinch, he could be your number two, but I, I mean, if Thomas does comes back, that's a great number three, another nice weapon. I think Jameis, I, 
we're going to talk about over the next couple of months. I, I want the Saints offense is actually a little more intriguing than I realized with Jameis back, back there as I've watched a little bit more. He's tightened up his footwork and stuff. But Robbie Anderson was a guy. I feel like that might be a good fit, even though it's an in-division trade. So it'll probably never happen. But maybe the Ravens as well as another yak guy, um, even though I think Lamar would benefit from another size guy in that receiver room. And that's where Terry would come in because Terry would kind of be that bigger body with the speed and blocking and everything else he could do. I'm looking at this right now. I, I probably don't understand some of the intricacies of it. Uh, Rob Anderson restructured his contract. His base salary this year is only a million dollars, though. So I don't know what a team trading for him would be on the hook for if they made yeah. that deal, but not not something that's prohibitive. So Nothing. if I were a team that needed receiver help, I would probably be making some phone calls. But uh, like you've alluded to, yeah. The uncertainty with the personality aspects to this is yeah. something that any team trading for him would have to take into account. You're betting on Saints culture <laughs> and hey, Ravens culture. They, they've hey. been on it before. They have. That's they, why you could they, do it. They've been on it plenty of times before. Uh, yeah. All right. Because I am a caricature of myself, here's my next one. I want the Chargers to sign Riley Reef. <laughs> you keep dreaming about that right tackle. <laughs> keeping you up at night. Even if... You're worried about he's 33. He was hurt last year. Just bring another body into the building. Even if it's a rental. Just just bring another body into the building. Just yep. give yourself one more potential answer at that spot. What could he possibly w- ask for? Yeah, right. Three million Barely. bucks? Yeah, two or three. And it, it's not like you're – I understand the downside of signing stopgap veteran free agents when you're trying to develop – players that you've drafted that you have a mm-hmm. plan for. And there are plenty of examples of this when I was going through like, oh, could they use a little bit of an upgrade here? Yeah, but this guy is on a trajectory. Yeah. You don't want to take snaps away from him. Like, for example, another one I was thinking about, and I, I probably will bring this up, is what the Titans could do at receiver. Even yeah. you think Traylon Burks isn't ready to step in from day one and be a starter, do you go get a veteran to ease him along? Maybe, but then you cut him off from playing time. Developing. Is that a good thing? Yep. It's not like they've invested all of this stuff in Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton. We're like, we really need to give this guy a shot because we want to see what he right. can do. So that's why I just think that bringing somebody in that could give you another potential solution there would make sense. Darrell Williams was another guy who has played right tackle. He was on the market. He just signed with New England. So the list of guys who are starters, have experience at that position, could potentially give you an answer right away is not that long. And it's not like most teams don't have excess guys at tackle. Well, you're right. making a cheap trade for it. So yeah. Reeve just makes sense. And he visited the Jets recently. He did not yeah. sign there. So they have two starting tackles. So yeah. there's a chance that he'd be fine as a depth piece or as somebody who was fighting for a starting job. And that's what would happen with the Chargers. So that's the guy I landed on. I just want to see them do something at that spot. Because like you said, I, it has been keeping me up at night a little bit. I like it, though, because you can't have enough depth at offensive line. And yes. having another veteran in the room, I mean, it's not... It's not the worst thing. Now, I mean, you're going to have a rookie at right guard with Zion uh, Johnson. I always want to say Williamson, but you <laughs> you have him at right guard. It's not bad to have another vet if he Reef has to play next to him, you know, just helping him along. I know. And then Zion's long term trajectory might move to center. Like, but that's interior depth as well as tackle depth. It's not bad to have a swing tackle you could rely on. You know, I mean, offensive line health is what kind of carries a lot of teams. And I mean, the Chargers are going to be no different. Protecting yourself there is so important. Yeah. Just protecting yourself from the worst case scenario. And I think that spending a little bit more money to shore up that spot would go a long way. Yeah, absolutely. I have a I have another Chargers signing a vet 
as my next one. So lay it on me. Uh, oh, this is great segues. So originally I was looking at Kareem Hunt, maybe trade chargers, but I was like, ah, AFC. That's another contenders. one I was thinking about because I, they don't really have anybody. Yes, they drafted they dr- Spiller, but I, that was another team I was thinking about. It's funny that we're very close on these. Yeah. So I, I got a twofer out of it. So I did trade with the Eagles. So what I did was signed a vet. <laughs> this is like sexy at all. But the guy, I, the number, the name I have is Latavius Murray. This is just a guy to eat carries, be short yardage, and do pass pro. And Latavius is thirty three, I think, maybe even thirty two. Still effective, actually, with the Ravens' offense last year, just about necessity. But the wor- the thing with Austin Eckler, and I love Austin Eckler. He was my second team All Pro pick last year. He's not very good in short yardage situations. Which team likes to go for it in third and fourth down? The Chargers. When they love to not have to throw stick. Every single time that they want to go for it on third or fourth down, they probably want to hand it off. Austin Eckler has the worst since 2020, has the worst percentage of conversions on third and fourth down and, and one and two to go. So it's true short yardage. He's the worst in the NFL for anyone that has 10 or more attempts of those. Murray has 72%. He was top seven, I believe, in the whole NFL at those. He's a big body. And what have I joked about before that Eckler gets exhausted and he's like blaming the backup running backs. He's like, hey, I got to get off the field. I can't pass pro every time we drop back. Latavius is known as one of the better guys in that. And on top of it, guess where Joe Lombardi came from? The Saints. Latavius Murray had time with the Saints. It's another like little mesh right there. I like this. I like this, this a lot. Makes a uh, lot of sense. And I'm not saying Latavius Murray deserves 10 carries every game. He gets his three to four, you know, just a little. He's an innings eater. He's just he gets in there. He's your middle middle relief pitcher, but he's useful in those situational types of plays that would help out the Chargers. You need, they have the stars. You need role players like this. So Latavius is the guy I settled on. I love that because they're another team where I was looking at the running back tap chart and like they could use something. Even something. after drafting Spiller, it just feels like they could use a little bit more there. And that's a really, really good body just to bring in. It's a body. <laughs> All right. My next one here. Jason Pierre Paul to the Chiefs. Okay. I, I have another, I went Justin Houston here. So, that here's my question because that's they originally have, what I wanted to do. Blood, so there has to be, right? I think there is. The fact that they have needed pass rush help, we haven't heard a single peep about that as At a possible all. connection. There has to be some bridge burned or yep. some bad experience where that is just not a marriage that's going to happen again. Because I wanted to put that down. Think yep. about it; it'd be great. They need a pass it's rusher. All the He's the still effective. He'd be yep. cheap. It's him and Melvin Ingram are on this like rotating thing where they're all every time somebody needs one, that's they're the guys that could potentially fill that spot. So yeah. I wanted to put Houston there, but it's like ah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And sending him back to the Ravens make you know isn't yeah. that fun? So mine was JPP to the Chiefs or the Ravens because the Ravens actually brought him in on a visit a couple weeks ago. Okay, so he just it's, he's it's older, like- but. You I like need the same notes for Justin Houston. I go Ravens or Chiefs, Justin Houston. You're going Ravens or Chiefs, JPP. So same line of thinking. Well, those are the two teams that that's a, it's a hole. They have yep. a spot. They need another edge rusher. Yep. And even though he's obviously, I think he's 33 years old. Mm-hmm. He was dinged up a little bit last year. I still feel like if you need an effective yep. rotational player at that spot, he is probably the best answer available on the free agent market. That's not Justin Houston. Yep. No, I love it. And different type of body than they really kind of have. You know, mm-hmm. Frank Clark is so kind of stocky. Yep. Long. And George, George Carl office is kind of the same way as well. So yeah, JPP would be a nice, you know, with his, get his mid up the stop sign to knock some passes down. So <laughs> get a little length there, but yeah, no, I like that one as well. All right. What's your next one? My next one. Okay. I have my 
edge rusher, I guess is the best way to put it. My signing is the Browns signing Trey Flowers. And this is a like just same line of thinking, but more as you were talking about maybe getting after the passer. This is more to help out against the run. Yeah. And, yep. And just get on the rotation with Miles. Miles Garrett can play every freaking snap. Let's be honest. But get on a rotation with Clowney and just another body, maybe even on third down, like because Flowers, even though he's about two seventy, he can. He's he's stout. Like he's rugged. That's what Trey Flowers is known for. I just think he's a nice. He was not funny, a $20 million a year pass rusher. No, he is not. And should never been paid that much. But I, I love Trey Flowers, but he's more of a super role guy. Yep. And I think that's kind of what they need. Just need another body, another vet. He's still in the market. He's 29. Um, they have some space. I think it'd be good. Nice little plugger to help out that run game. That's not, you know, a linebacker or something else. Just another body to have that can be part of your rotation up front. It's funny that you sent someone to the Browns defensive line because I also sent someone to the Browns defensive line. I edge depth and another guy there makes total sense to me, but I still think if you look at the depth chart as it exists right now, the spot where they need the most help is on the interior of the defensive line. What about trading for Duran Payne? Oh, I like that. So he's in the final year of his final year, right? Yep. He's in the final year of his deal. Uh, His base salary in the final year of his deal as it slowly loads on my computer it's bigger than I thought it was. So now I'm not sure if I believe in this anymore. It's eight and a half million dollars because you forget he was a first round pick. First round pick. So it's eight and a half million dollars. That's a lot. But still think it makes sense if you kind of ignore some of the financial specificity of it because they drafted Fedarian Mathis in the second round. Mm -hmm. They already going into next year are 10th in defensive line spending without Deron Payne on the roster. And they're going to have to make some decisions about some of these other guys. You, you, and you start drafting all these guys in the first round. Everyone can't get paid. They already re-signed Jonathan Allen. They drafted somebody in the second round. So it just feels like they might be ready to move on. Or if they somebody called with a good offer, would they listen? Because yeah. if he hasn't been extended at this point, then I, I'm sure they'd be willing to pick up the phone. So $8.5 million is, is tough to stomach. That's a lot of money to pay somebody in a trade. But that was somebody that I had just in mind. Uh, somebody else on the defensive line that was like, oh, what, what about him? What about Dean Lowry? Okay. He's going into the final year of his deal. And they just drafted another guy. They just drafted spot. somebody else on the interior of the defensive line. I think that the Packers would be trying to save a little bit of money if mm-hmm. they could. He's owed about $5 million this year in okay. base salary. What about the Saints? I love it. I mean, you put him next to David Onyemata. Really, Perfect. they only have Shy Tuttle there as their other like interior defensive lineman. Feels like that could make sense. Just yeah. like another body, again, going to the final year of his deal, could he be available? So those are the two interior defensive linemen that I kind of – my radar was up for potential trade ideas. Yeah, I know. The the Browns was the one I was – I just kept kind of like sifting through. Just like, okay, because this guy fit here. I ended up with Flowers, but I like those, like, especially. Like, uh, I – Payne's a good one because Payne's kind of getting lost in the shuffle with Washington's D-line, you know, because Allen – you know, you got Chase Young coming down the pipe, like, you know, like sweat. This, I mean, sweat. Oh, my God. Sweat. That's right. But he's pains the other. You know, he's the he's the fourth beetle. Like, <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like for them. But that is the fourth beetle. Like Ringo Starr isn't like a guy that's a notable name <laughs> who's got on a lot. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I like that one a lot. I It's fun trying to figure out where. The, I know this is a trade candidate, but really where those kind of vet signings and trades could plop in. And it's not those guys that the sexy pass rushers. It's more like the, like, again, those useful guys. So I know, but I like that one. Cause that's the types of guys that like the Browns need, especially on defense. 
So I want to throw out two more guys that I didn't have landing spots for, but as I was going through, guys are going to be hitting free agency relatively soon. And, you know, these are the, I like looking at, all right, was the coaching staff there? Was the front office there when this guy was acquired as they hit near the end of their contract? So somebody that, not a name the fans are going to get excited about, not a sexy name, but Cleveland Farrell is like an NFL player. Yeah. He's going to make $4 million this year. Okay. If you could trade nothing for him, think about all the moves they've made at those edge rushing spots, all of the resources they've put into it. He could be somebody in your rotation for $4 million. He was still a top five pick, even if he hasn't lived up to that. And he just got totally pushed aside with all the moves that they made. But he can be a useful player in spurts. Yeah. So yeah. he was one that I wanted, that I was thinking about. And the other one is somebody should make a call about Denzel Mims. Right. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I was like, I can't be a meme of myself. <laughs> Just I mean, what's he going to make this year? Oh, man. Well, he's a second round pick, so not that much. Second round pick. You don't have to pay any of the signing bonus. Yeah. So in, in 2022, Denzel Mims is going to make $1.1 million. Right. Like if you sent a fifth round pick to the Jets and you had to pay him $1.1 million. Isn't that a worthwhile dice roll? Because he right. it's making one point three next year. Yeah. So if it hits, you get him for another cheap year. That's yep. somebody I would just be I'd be curious about at the yeah. very least. Yeah. No, especially an offense that because those Shanahan offenses ask so much of their receivers. They have to be so in tune to formation stuff. And that's been the struggle with Mibs. I mean, they openly say it. Like he's got to get his head in the playbook. He's got, you know, get up the tempo. Get an offense where he could just be vertical. Like Holy shit! Why don't the Bears trade a six rounder for him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was pissed the Bears didn't trade for Brian Edwards. Yeah, just yeah, it's just, very similar like to that. me. Yeah, they need guys like that. Absolutely. So he's somebody that I would be I would be making some phone calls about just because I feel like it wouldn't take a lot to get him. He was drafted by the previous coaching staff. Yep, it's that's the type of guy where just kick the tires. Why not? Why not on somebody like that? I know, I know, and obviously, like yeah, because I mean they're not like saying that they love this guy. Do you? This is somewhat tied ahead but the Shanahan thing just made me think of it do you have any like ones with offensive linemen going to the 49ers yeah that was, that's one of my next ones can I, can I hear that one I only have one left so I'm, I'm dragging my feet <laughs> I why wouldn't the Niners sign JC Treader? okay that was okay yeah that seemed pretty obvious right let's get another veteran center in there there is one above average center currently on the market they yep. need a veteran center yes yes especially if they're starting Trey Lance I mean, why you need a vet? <laughs> you got to help him out. I like that one. Yeah, Treader is. There's one above average. Again, there's one above average center on the market. It's him. They need somebody in that spot. I, that one just makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Even if it gets near the end of camp, and you know, maybe there's a reason he hasn't been signed yet, and, and people are apprehensive about one reason or another. But if you're the Niners and you're sitting there on August fifteenth, right, and you just don't feel good about that spot, he's somebody that would be reliable he's somebody yeah. where you would, would know what you're getting if you made that move yeah and i, I mean a lot of terminology would probably be the same for him like I yeah mean, vet, yes like yes i mean yeah i mean me. every time i look pull up their their depth chart i'm just stunned by the offensive line <laughs> i know yeah. it can beat this dead horse but that one that one makes a lot of sense to me and then the other interior offensive line thought that i have yeah. i want buffalo to just go get somebody else 
Yeah. Just even box. if it's not a starter, just go get an Odeabushi yeah. or an Eric Flowers. Give him yeah. a million and a half bucks. And similar to what Riley Reef could be for the Chargers, you're just insulating yourself from disaster. Yeah. Like that that to me is important when you think you're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. When when your outlook on the season is if things break right for us, we can win a Super Bowl. I would try to make sure I give every chance to myself for things to break right. For right. those worst case scenarios to not unfold. And yep. creating more offensive line depth for yourself, to me, is the best way possible to do that. How many games and seasons have been derailed by O-line injuries? Like, just getting someone confident. Like, that's that's the thing. It's If you have a, a window, like signing Von Miller is like putting a brick, you know, standing it lengthwise to keep that window open. Like, signing another offensive line depth is like a quarter. Like you're putting like a penny, like just a wine, just a little more, but you're helping yourself out. You're just, you're just helping yourself out just to not derail the whole season. And these aren't the sexiest names in the world, No, but it's just somebody that's like, all right, if we have a guy go down, we could put this guy in. He has been a starting caliber player in the NFL. Abushi signed a one-year deal with the Chargers last year. He played well in Detroit the year before he got hurt. You know, Eric Flowers was the God man out in Washington yeah. as they did some reshuffling, but he's been a useful player at times. If you get him for the right play price, I just feel like some offensive line depth in Buffalo and with the Chargers, I would want to see it for both of those teams as they strive to try to win a championship here. Yeah. And we all know what how they feel about it. I mean, just look at the moves they made. I mean, it's not no no mistake where, where how they angle themselves this year. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, what's your last one? My last one, because I'm like, this is one of the guys I'm very curious where he ended up signing this offseason. He hasn't signed anywhere. It's Anthony Barr. And I want the Cowboys to sign Anthony Barr. And this is a mostly because him and Parsons are kind of like we talk about cut from the same cloth with like receivers and stuff like that. Like like Parsons is a supercharged, like, you know, 180% version of Barr. But as far as being a linebacker that could be a pass rusher that can all do that, they're kind of like they have some, you know, kind of similarities, but they're both versatile. I love Barr. I've loved watching him in Zimmer's defense for years and years and years. He kind of does everything well, but nothing dominant. He's, you know, he's pretty solid in man coverage. He's pretty solid in zone coverage. He's pretty solid against the run. He diagnoses the game pretty well. Him and Kendricks were always really fun to watch. And also he's a pretty good pass rusher. Uh, but I think on a Cowboys team that could be dicey at that linebacker position and just maybe just needs a, another vet. I know they have, uh, you know, Van Der Esch and all that, but it's just a, uh, it's another one where it's like they, they're one linebacker injury from just being like, okay, now we can't use Parsons up front because we need him back. And it's not like Van Der Esch has had a clean bill of health no. for multiple years. No, and he's terrified. Like, sometimes when he's banged up, it's really terrifying to watch him in coverage. <laughs> like, you know, you never know when that's going to stop. But these, I, I think Barr would just be a nice kind of, schematic fit because of how Quinn what Quinn likes to do with the man stuff but also bringing pressures from his linebackers I don't know I like I just like that versatility that him and Parsons can bring if Van Der Esch wasn't on the field so Anthony DeBar to the Cowboys should maybe just help some regression from that defense I like that one I, I was trying to put him somewhere I think that one that makes as much sense as anything another team that I was thinking about was uh Denver perhaps 
because was, you know, they yeah. don't really have two solid linebackers. They signed Alex Singleton this year. Josie Jewell's still there. But they could be another team that I feel like they could use some linebacker help, and he's the best one on the market. So, yeah. But I think Dallas is I, that totally tracks to me. All right. I have three more. I love it. Okay. What are the Packers going to do at receiver? <laughs> they said, hey, LaFleur said Sammy Watkins is going to – He's going to be eating those reps up. Why not just sign Emmanuel Sanders? Right. Or Julio. 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 I understand Julio can come with its own complications. Yeah. Right? Like, Julio is a superstar Hall of Fame level player. Those guys at the end of their careers, it can go a lot of different ways when you bring that into the fold. I can understand being a little bit, eh, do do we really want that? Emmanuel Sanders has done this. Manuel Sanders has been that bounce around guy for the last few years. He knows what he is and he knows he seems fine with that sort of setup. He's signing with contenders every single year. Yeah. I'm sure if you picked up the phone and said, you want to come play with Aaron Rodgers for a couple million dollars, he could be yeah. open to that. Yeah. There's a reason he signed Buffalo. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, that's Josh Allen guy. Seems decent. <laughs> Let's add these stats, baby. So just, so, just somebody, just yeah. one more guy. Uh, to potentially give yourself another option that is not Sammy Watkins. Okay. I don't, I good luck to Sammy Watkins, but I just would like to protect myself a little bit more than that. Another receiver move. And I alluded to this a little bit earlier. If you're the Titans, you don't feel super great about what you have right now. Robert Woods coming back from a torn ACL Traylon Burks. The early reports have not been great. Who knows how real that's going to ultimately going to be, but if he's coming along slowly and you don't feel great about your wide receiver group. Behind that, you got Westbrook, Kina, and, and yeah. not a ton. Not much. What about Sterling Shepard? Uh, see, I would like it, but they they drafted Kyle Phillips from UCLA. All right. So it's another slot only guy. So okay. we're talking. Yeah, yeah, I know. So that I like that though, but yeah. Shepard could be useful for somebody. He That's he, I'm I was trying to put him somewhere and I just think that he's somebody who probably could be available. If yeah. you made a call, I mean, it's a new regime. They're trying to save money. His base salary is not very high at all this year. Yeah. If you threw a pick at the Giants, would they be willing to part with him? Because they have receivers on that team. Yeah. They've got enough of them. I so think everyone's for sale for the Giants. <laughs> it just seems like he's somebody market. that I, I would make a call about him if I needed somebody in that role. Where it's like, yeah. all right, I need, I need a slot receiver. I just need another useful pro player. Obviously, ton of injury concerns but that's yeah. why you're not giving up a lot to get him yeah. if it can be a low cost low risk sort of dice roll i i think he's somebody that would be worth making a phone call about the other guy receiver wise that i would at least call about if i needed somebody is deontay johnson okay they drafted george pickens in the second round yeah you know they kevin colbert is no longer there they have yep. a, a reshaped coaching staff the, co- the offensive coordinator is the same but yeah, their approach on offense will likely be a little bit different this year. I guess we'll say that, even if the guys calling the plays are the same. So anybody that is this deep into the fi- the lame duck year of their deal, and there's been at least some turnover and competition added at his position group, I'd at least make a phone call about it. Yeah, to see what he might be available for. Yeah, no, I know, and he's another very useful player. Yes, what, a, a guy that I just don't want. I, I wish I could have seen the last couple of years without. <laughs> Without in real offense, court, without you playing with that quarterback, 
because it's just one of those guys. It's so frustrating because he the only thing we he was in was the no fly zone. <laughs> yeah, he was in the no fly zone. I didn't watch him for like eight weeks. The uh, but he's a guy like is all he had the frustrating drops. But the thing is, he does so much other shit that it's like who cares? Like that he is such a good player, but that's been all those guys are going to have their dampered stats. Like it's just, that's what the offense has been with that quarterback for the last few years. Um, so hopefully I like that. Like he's a guy that like, if he became available, like even free agency down the road, it was like, it could be like a upper middle-class guy that like someone should take a chance on, you know, like more than like a guy like Christian Kirk. Uh, so like, but like, that's the thing. It's like, why wouldn't someone sniff around with like a middle round pick with him? Especially if a guy like Brian Edwards is going, this guy's a whole tier, two tiers better. So that's my question is, it, what would it take to get him? If it takes yeah. a first and change and a $25 oh, no. million dollar a year extension to go get AJ Brown and Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf, would Johnson be available potentially for less than that? And yeah. is that, would that make it a little bit attractive? So he was another guy that just, again, looking through when guys contracts are up and, who has been resigned? Who hasn't? That jumped to mind a little bit. The last one I have, not super sexy, not super exciting, but need somebody who's played well recently and seems fine, you know, taking a check for a year and just figuring that out. Why wouldn't the Cardinals sign Jack Rabbit Jenkins? Oh, yeah, that's that's a wonderful one because <laughs> they need it. He actually played fairly well. He was fine last year. Yeah, he yeah. Would, come in. He's a starting caliber he's corner. A starter. I thought it was a very savvy move by the Titans last year to move yeah. on from Jackson and to sign him for a fraction of the price and get similar play. Yeah. Uh, just a human cornerback yes. that it would be really, really helpful. A hard, just like right tackle, a hard position to get a body out there. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that was my last one. Especially the Cardinals who have no idea what they are. Like, why not? Like you sign all these other guys, all these other rentals. Why, why not? Yeah, no, that's a good one. All right, that's all I got. That was fun. That and that that, fun. this is the type of stuff that these aren't the splashy moves. These aren't the day one of free agency type signings, but it does feel like there are still enough players out there and enough solutions out there for teams to help themselves yeah. over the next few weeks. Another guy that maybe next off season might be worth looking at. I was going to one more safety that I was thinking about is Chuck Clark. Yeah, it could Especially you somebody that needs have. a little bit of depth and they made several additions at the position, yeah. somebody like that. Ronnie Harrison on the Browns. I think that he's more valuable to them than he is off the team and gives them flexibility on the back end. But some of these teams with you know, three safeties, four corners that made again, they went out and made actual pointed additions at those spots. Could you find somebody in that scenario? So it just that's those are the guys I'd be sniffing around a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's it's the surplus positions where it's like I can figure I can find a role for this guy. <laughs> like yes, that's, that's what it is. It's like this guy could be a number two, number three at this position for us. Like that is what you're looking for here. All right, that's all we got. We are going to be back with the mailbag next week. We're going to do it with Lindsay. So please submit your questions if you have not done that. Athleticfootballshow at gmail.com. I will solicit those a little bit earlier on Friday. In the meantime, please rate and review the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. I would sincerely appreciate that if you have not done that already. Please subscribe to The Athletic. Athletic.com slash football show is where you can read all of our outstanding coverage from our team of writers. We'll be back on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you guys soon. This was The Athletic Football Show.